So, hello everybody, welcome to the podcast. You are listening to the Clueless Doctor, and I and I am your host, Sankova Chakma, as always. So, in today's episode, I will be talking about Bell's palsy. So, what is Bell's palsy? Well, Bell's palsy is a condition which affects the the, the seventh cranial nerve, which is also called the facial nerve, because it because it really supplies because it because it really does a lot of functions for the face so yes so like I said like I said the facial nerve is the is the seventh cranial nerve and and and, and all cranial nerves they originate you know from the from the brain you know from the from the lower from, from the lower parts of the brain the facial nerve it, it originates from the brain stem and it, it, it has a it has quite of a course you know like it, it it comes down from the brain down to the face and then it also gives a branch to the ear to the tongue so and also to the you know to the um, to the salivary glands so the, the course of the facial nerve is pretty is it is a bit complicated and and, and and I don't think I can really sort of like um, explain it with words uh, I would need to use a use a diagram, and since this is a podcast and I, and I just can't use any diagrams, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's hard to explain the the course of the facial nerve um, in a podcast. But uh, just just um, the 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 you know the the, the summary is that it, it has a it has quite of a tortuous course, and it passes through you know through. Through, through you know through, through, through many different parts of the face and also applies to the ear and the tongue and other other parts so what does the facial nerve you know do well the facial nerve is responsible for the for the movements of the face when, whenever we smile laugh or grin is the facial nerve which is which is responsible for for them and then it, it is also responsible I think to 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 a certain extent for the hearing okay because, because as I said, it, it supplies a branch to the to the ear, um, more specifically the middle ear, I think. And then, of course, it, it also carries taste sensation from the anterior or from the front two thirds of the tongue. Yeah, and, and also it, it supplies sympathetic vasodil- vasodilator tone to the to the you know to the to the salivary glands. I think is the sub. Maxillary and the um, and the I don't know there's the submaxillary and the other salivary gland. So yeah, it has quite a lot of effects. Now Bell's palsy is a condition in which you know the the the, the this nerve, the facial nerve, is impaired. So most of the cases of Bell's palsy they are idiopathic, which means that we don't know the cause. However, there there can be other causes like. You know some problem in the brainstem from which the facial nerve originates, or probably it could be some you know local causes like you know <clears throat> like some like some disease in the ear, or more maybe or or maybe some tumors in the face. But most commonly, I think it's, it's it can also be due to some infections. You know, like um, like um, there's something called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome in which you know in which in which latent very zero zoster infection you know it 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 springs up again and and that kind of affects the facial nerve 
and then you know also other infections like even tuberculosis and um, so the so infections can also cause you know Bell's palsy and, and also some systemic diseases like sarcoidosis, sarcoidosis and also diabetes I think so there are quite a lot of causes for Bell's palsy but most of the times it is idiopathic we don't know the cause so what are the symptoms of Bell's palsy well um uh, you know, as as I was talking about the functioning of the f functioning of the nerve, so you know, so so in Bell's palsy, you know, the person won't be able to do his or her facial expressions. He won't be able to, you know, smile, or won't be even won't be even able to talk well. Okay, and then um, you know, sometimes um, and then he 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 probably won't be able to wrinkle his forehead. I mean. I mean that that's how we know if 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 it is an upper motor neuron disease or or a lower motor neuron disease okay and then um you know also yeah definitely since the facial nerve supplies fibers to the tongue for for taste sensation so definitely taste is also going to be affected patients they they may not you know they they may they may lose their their taste sensation and also, you know, hearing is also going to be affected. Okay, so, so those are the different, you know, <clears throat> so, so those are those are the different things that can happen in in Bell's palsy, in in facial nerve par par paralysis. So, you know, what, what are the tests that we do? Well, the, we we you know we the, the, the diagnosis of facial of of Bell's palsy um, is is clinical, you know. We, 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 do, we don't have to do you know much um, lab tests I mean of course if, if there are if there are other secondary causes and maybe if there's a brain tumor we, we might have to look it under the CT or MRI scan but otherwise you know the the diagnosis of Bell's palsy is pretty much clinical all right and um, how do we treat Bell's palsy well we give you know now the prognosis of Bell's now the prognosis of Bell's palsy is actually good for for most of the cases okay like most of the cases they they resolve on their own spontaneously but it takes time and um and, and some of them you know and some of them in some of them it doesn't it doesn't resolve spontaneously and it, it might it might lead to it might lead to like um like like some kind of residual problems like you know like like some kind of you know like 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 some kind of abnormal reflexes when you know when 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 you put food in the mouth instead of the salivary glands secreting saliva the eye the eyes they secrete tears so those kinds of abnormalities could happen and um and, and one thing to note is that bell's palsy is much more severe in in pregnant women and um i mean in 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 pregnancy bell's palsy is likely to lead to more complications so yeah um how do we so how do we treat Bell's palsy? Well, we 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 can give corticosteroids, you know, steroids, and um, we 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 give it at least for five days. I think the dosing is probably sixty or eighty milligrams per day, and then of course after five days we we taper it, you know, we reduce the we we reduce the steroid dose slowly by ten milligrams per day because. You know, you know, we, you know, you know, we can't stop steroids just, you know, just um, suddenly. So, so we stop it <coughs> slowly. And also, you know, as, as I said, there's also something called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, in which, you know, uh, in which 
there's, there's a viral infection. So we, we might give antivirals in those cases, but, but then again, um, you know, probably antivirals, they, they don't have so much of a, you know, so much of a effect, so, so much, on a, so much of, an, of an effect. So um, mainly it is steroids which do the treatment. That the, and also we have to, you know, you know, in Bell's palsy, the patient will sometimes will be, will be unable to close his or her eyes and um, the eyes become dry and then and, and they also become much more, you know, much more exposed to the outside, so much more exposed to the dust and, um, you know, f foreign body exposure. So we, we have to take care of the eyes. We have to, you know, if, if the eyes are dry, then we have to give, you know, artificial tear drops and then, um, and then um, you, know, you, know, you know, protect the eye from, from the dust and, and all of that. So, yeah, so I think that kind of sums up Bell's palsy, you know, and, um, and the thing is that, you know, Bell's palsy can happen to anyone. As I said, the cause is idiopathic. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wish that none of us suffer from Bell's palsy, but um, it could happen to any, to, to any one of us, yeah. Um, yeah, so th that's all about Bell's palsy, and um, thanks for listening to this episode, to this podcast, and I hope you took something out of it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I hope to do more consistent po episodes, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know I'm not that consistent. I, I need to be more consistent, and um, I'm, I'm studying. I'm studying these days, and I could. I, I have other topics that I could talk about. You know, I, I, I just. I was. I, I'm just studying about. You know, the cardiovascular system, about you know blood pressure regula regulation of blood pressure. So I, I could talk a lot about that. Uh, maybe I'm gonna talk about that in the in the next episodes, and also maybe I could talk about say um, neurofibromatosis, okay, and um, yeah, a, a lot of different other stuff as well. So yeah, so that's about it. That's for this episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll I'll catch you next time. Bye.